the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and Talk910.com. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. No, I'm not going to do an anniversary show called The One Year in One Day. Woo, I've been here a year today. Woo! It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., Clear Channel. I know you were thinking it. I'm not that stuck on myself. I do have a good show planned for you today. It's actually one of the best shows I've ever planned. Uh, I'm really stunned by it. It's, it's, it's odd that it's coming out of my mouth. It's good. I'm going to be talking all sorts of topics like electronic sales. You know when you go into like a Verizon store and you go, what phone would you get? You know that they're not telling you what phone they would get. They're telling you the phone that their manager tells them to tell you to get. I don't know if you know that. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about healthcare reform. I'll give you a different angle today. Yesterday, I told you who the winners and losers were. A big winner in the healthcare reform is going to be attorneys because there's going to be more people getting healthcare and there's going to be more people suing for malpractice. I talked yesterday a little bit about how healthcare was really something that we became to accept as it's a free product to us because it comes out, it's a perk tied towards our work. And we don't understand the stratification of healthcare that, you know, some people should pay for more healthcare and some people should get some basic healthcare. Uh, yet we understand that some people should drive BMWs and some people should drive Pintos. So we get that. I know, Pinto, nice text, uh, nice reference to 1980, Rob. Nice reference to 1980. You're dating yourself and the crowd. Anyway, I got a, a great show planned for you today. And again, uh, stay with me. If you want to hear yesterday's rant and roll about healthcare, you can go get it at talk910.com. There's a podcast of this show, a podcast. I brought my iPod in today. In case things get a little slow on the phone, I'm going to go, what's on Rob's iPhone? Do, 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 do. Not iPhone, but iPod. Do, 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 do. And I'll just bore you and I'll go through, oh, look at this, a song. Um, anyway, long story short, let's get into today's news. Electronic sales and healthcare. Those are the big two stories in my head right now. Um, Bill Gross. Now, who's Bill Gross? He's a Bond guy. Now you're saying, Rob, bonds are boring. I'm young. I'm sexy. I'm vibrant. Even those of you out there who are over 60 are saying, I'm young. I'm not sexy. I'm not vibrant. But I'm young at heart. What are bonds? And why does why would Rob quote a bond guy? Bonds are IOUs. And there's different ways to get wealthy. You can buy stocks. You can buy real estate. You can buy gold. <laughs> Don't steal me gold, you lucky leprechaun. Um, there's so many ways to get wealthy. One of them is bonds. Bonds are IOUs. When you buy a stock of a company like Intel, you become an owner of that company, and you get entitled to what comes with that, the profits. When you buy a bond of somebody like an Intel, you're lending them money and saying, if you need to go build a factory in China, do it. But you're going to pay me back, and they'll pay you back 3% if it's a great company. If they're a company that's struggling, they'll pay you back 6%. If they're a company that's on the verge of disaster, they're burning through cash and they can't, banks aren't going to give it to them, but they'll issue you a bond and they'll give you 9%, 10%. 
So that's how bonds basically work. They're corporate IOUs. There's a guy named Bill Gross, and uh, he's not gross at all, although he does have that, what I refer to as porn star. He's got the porn star mustache, and uh, it's not a good mustache. But then again, he's kind of got the, he's unfortunate looking in the face. His face has that kind of shrunken apple look, so he throws a a porn star mustache on it to kind of, you know, hide the comb over that he's doing with a shrunken apple face. Anyway, Bill Gross is the greatest bond manager of all time. What Warren Buffett is to stocks, he is to bonds. And he talked about health care reform, and he said... People do not believe what Congress is telling you. It will add to the U.S. deficit and unfunded liabilities. It will not subtract from. So when Bill Gross talks, I listen. He says, quote, long-term bondholders beware. Now, he works for PIMCO, which is a great bond company. Uh, He said, quote, no investment vigilante worth their salt or outrageous annual bonus would dare argue That current legislation is a deficit reducer. It will add $562 billion to the deficit over the next 10 years. Now, he buys bonds in companies, but he also buys bonds in government securities. Yesterday, Barack Obama signed into law a $940 billion rewrite of the U.S. health care policy that the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, said would cut the federal deficit. The measure will cut the deficit by $138 billion in the first decade, and it will reduce the shortfall further in the next 10 years. Now, I don't – who are you going to believe? The greatest bonds person of all time, the guy who buys debt, a guy who, who analyzes will this debt be repaid in the short term? Will it be repaid in the long term? The guy who's the best guy in the world at analyzing debt, or do you want to believe Congress? Congress says it's going to reduce our deficit. He says it's going to increase it. He says, quote, investors are now questioning the staying power of public monetary and fiscal policies. A country can get out of a debt crisis by creating more debt, although the bonds may not be a good investment. So he's basically talking about he likes the United States debt, but only short-term debt. He does not like United States debt long-term. He thinks it's problematic. He says, in today's marketplace, prudent lending must be directed not only towards sovereigns, countries, that can escape a debt trap, but ones that can do something with minimum reflationary consequences and currency devaluations. Yeah, the United States can get out of our, our debt problem by lowering the value of the dollar. The United States can get out of our debt problem by lowering interest rates. There's no doubt about it. But he, he, he says it's a trick, and he says long-term it won't work. So he says the healthcare budget or the healthcare plan is going to add $562 billion to our deficit. Now, we're all different people. You may be a single person who's never going to get married, or you may be married and never going to have children, so you don't care. Those of us who have children, I'm freaked out by the story. I'm freaked out of my mind by the story. $562 billion more. Again, our deficit just continues to grow. So what am I going to do about it? Rob Black, what are you going to do about it? Put your money where your mouth is. I invest more money overseas. I don't believe in the long-term future of America. I don't believe in the long-term future of California. I don't think we could be a 10% grower. I think we could be a 5 to 8% grower, some good years, 10%, as far as earnings go, as far as GDP I'm I'm thinking we're at 2%. Until you can show me something different, until you can show me that the government uh, job creation's out there, I got a little less faith. I'll be honest with you. Remember George Michael? Gotta have faith, faith, faith. Um, I don't have faith. So faith for me is, it's like, you know, I hope, I pray that the Niners are going to go to the Super Bowl this year. I'd love that. It's a good story. 
people at work would you know be high-fiving each other and talking about, hey, look at the new coach. He's good. I hope that when I die, there's a heaven and that, you know, God says, yeah, Rob, you did a lot of bad things, but overall you did some good things. Come on in. But I don't have faith when it comes to money. I look at the numbers and fiscally speaking, I don't like what I'm seeing. So more of my money, more of my investments go into foreign markets. I believe in the growth of Brazil. I believe in the growth of India. I believe in the growth, crazy numbers of China. The only thing we got going against China right now is we got better secret technology than they do. And you know what they're doing? They're trying to hack into all of our secret technology. They got a lower cost labor force. And the United States rose to power. And I know this is going to be controversial statement number one. Large part slavery. Slavery was very good to the United States because it was low cost labor. What does China have right now? They got low cost labor. So, and again, people go, hey, that's a controversial statement that you just said, Rob. But it certainly helped our economic base. There's no arguing it. There's no arguing it. Low-cost labor helps a nation create profits. It helps a nation expand. It helps a nation grow. Again, I'm not saying I'm pro-slavery in any way, shape, or form. It's a funny commentary that I I like child labor. You know, a good five-year-old kid, he's got those small hands. Get him into the factory. So anyway, where do I go with this? Okay, um, Bill Gross. Okay, so healthcare, healthcare, healthcare. I'll stay with healthcare for one more moment, though. Got an email from Craig yesterday. And Craig says, you ask how I feel about this healthcare fiasco? He says, I'm depressed, I'm insulted, I'm outraged, I'm sickened, I'm pissed off, no Obama. The people have spoken. What the F? F him. I've never been so committed to getting involved politically as I am now. Time, talent, treasure, that's, I, that's it. I've had it. Love your show. Appreciate the time you took to chime in with some financial input on healthcare. So people are angry about healthcare. And yet you see people like Nancy Pelosi just smiling with that big old Botox freaked out face of hers and and high fiving. I think it's problematic. I think it's going to hurt our nation on some levels. On some levels, it's going to help our nation. There's no doubt about it. Healthcare needs reform, and some of the reform in it's good. But it comes at a very expensive price. What do you think? 800 345 5639. It's 800 345 5639. There's another story out there today that I, I want to talk about, and this is a little bit on the lighter side. Verizon, their sales staff has been told to stop promoting the Palm Pre. Stop doing it. Instead, that they're supposed to focus on the Motorola Droid. So customers come in and ask about smartphones. Do, 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 need a new smartphone. And some people would, you know, I, I like to shop like this. I like to go, what would you buy? I recently bought a, a new iPod. 64 gigs. It holds over 40,000 songs. As if, like, I'm going to go on a flight, like, around the world 19 times. I, I, I don't want to hear one more song twice. So I've got too many songs on my iPod. But anyway, I went into Best Buy. I said, which one should I get? And he goes, this one. That's how a lot of us shop in this day and age. We assume that younger people know. So the people in Verizon in the stores are now pushing you towards Motorola Droid. As an investor, I think that tells you stay away from Palm. Stay away from Palm because Verizon was one of the last hopes for Palm. So, and what does it also tell you? Motorola Droid's got something on their hands, or at least Google does on some way, shape, or form. So will the Palm Pre work? Will the Palm Pixie work? It's not working. The stock's telling you it's dead in the water. Will the company get acquired? Maybe. But that's kind of surprising, isn't it, that Verizon tells their sales staff when asked what phone, this is the one you should say over that one. 
Now, I've used a palm for many, 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 many years, palm trail. I've always liked it. I've always liked the tactile functions. But when I go into Verizon next time and say, which phone should I get? They're going to push me towards Motorola Droid, and I'm done. I'm sold. Because that 21-year-old kid who wears a tie that doesn't quite fit on a scrawny little chest, I'm going, hey, he probably knows something I don't know. Anyway, those are the two big stories of the day, I think. Uh, Bill Gross basically saying healthcare is going to add to our deficit, not cut our deficit. Who do you believe? Do you believe Congress? Or do you believe Bill Gross? I put my money in Bill Gross, and Gross I trust. And also, the whole idea of uh, sales staffs being pushed in a direction, does that offend you in the slightest bit? Because it kind of offends me in the slightest bit, because, like I said, I just got an iPod with 64 gigs. It can hold 40,000 songs, as if I'm ever going to need 40,000 songs. 800-345-5639. It's 800 800- 345-5639 to get your calls on the air. You can email me, rob at robblack.com, rob at robblack.com. You can jump on the live blog at talk910.com, talk910.com, and message your thoughts to us. Coming up, I'm going to be talking a little Money 101, teach you a little bit more about what I like in companies and don't like. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Talking all things financial. Thursday night, tomorrow night, going to go to San Mateo. Going to kind of celebrate the fact that I've been on Clear Channel 9, 10 a.m. for a year. Year and one day now, to be more precise. It's going to be a party at O'Neill's. not really a party because it's, it's open to the public. And there'll be beer drinkers there that have no clue who I am. But to kind of counter that, we're going to give away some swag. For instance, we're going to be giving away a 21-inch flat panel Samsung monitor from Geeks on Call. you got to find someone who works with the show to get a lottery ticket and we'll probably give it away around 7. I, mean, I don't know. Around 7 sounds right, 7.15. We're going to give away an hour as well where you can come co-host the show for an hour. Uh, if you've ever had a, a fantasy dream, that'll be a lottery giveaway. Um, I'm going to come up with probably 10 stocks that are great long-term names. And I'll probably print out maybe a hundred of those and give those away for those of you who, you know, want something financially incentivized for you to show up to an event like that. Trust me, I am embarrassed out of my mind that Clear Channel and Heidi are making me do this. Um, I'm a low key kind of guy. Um, not going to give any big speeches. I'm not going to do any karaoke, nothing like that. It's just kind of a nice little meet and greet and say hello and uh, kind of an excuse to socialize. So nothing wrong with that couple minutes, I'm going to be talking Money 101. I'm going to give you a tip, a hint, a strategy on how to get wealthy. But first, let's go to phone calls, 800-345-5639. David in Palo Alto. David. Uh, hey, Rob. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I have a question regarding the health care. Okay. You're talking about, you know, helping out the people with 88000 or so less income. Right. Do they look at other assets in that too, or is just the income only? Um, The health care plan. Uh, in. Let me run over that. I think it's just going to be income-based, but let me throw that out because that's a good question. Thanks for the call. According to the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, 94% of non-elderly Americans will have access to health insurance by 2016. Now, again, keep in mind, this isn't actually going to go into place until after the next presidential election. I mean, I'm going to later today, I'll show you what goes into place sooner and what goes into place later for this health care reform. 
Now, by 2016, 94% of all non-elderly will have access. Right now, it's just 83%. Now, health insurers won't be able to deny coverage based on pre-existing conditions. That's coming up soon. People who elect not to get insurance will have to pay a penalty of $695 per year or 2.5% of your income. So this is the first time ever that the American government has said everyone must have this product. Now, some people say, well, Rob, when you get motor insurance, when you get driving insurance, car insurance, auto insurance, that they, they make you have that uninsured motorist vehicle thing. But, 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 but not everyone drives. So everyone in America is going to require to pony up 695 buckaroos or 2.5% of their income. Of course, for the really poor people, the ghetto, the destitute, there's going to be some subsidies. But Heidi, let's say, no, let's not use Heidi because she's under her husband's health care. Um, let's use our intern who's graduating college who doesn't have a job. Still has to go get that $695 health care policy. How's that make you feel? When you really want to go get the new Nintendo Dream 364 3D Monster Vision handheld player? Nope. $695 for your health care first. Wah, wah, wah. Now, again, subsidies will be available to families that make up to 88000 in household income. So from what I can see, it's going to be the 88000 in income tax bracket as far as your W-2s or what you uh, pre-tax pay into the government. Now, again, tough to say. Tough to say where the minutia comes into this kind of um Nuance per se. So, but 88,000 is the magical number. 888 345 5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 888 345 5639. I want to talk a little bit, a little bit about Money 101. You gotta be cool when you're walking on Wall Street. Like going to school, you'll learn a lot every day. And this is the rule. Schoolhouse Rocks. I remember the one where that little girl was ice skating, the number eight song. I used to want to date that girl, even though she was a cartoon. For some reason, she was lonely skating eights, and for some reason, I wanted her. I wanted to own her. I wanted a piece of her. Anyway, back to Money 101. Starbucks. World's largest coffee shop operator announced a quarterly dividend of 10 cents a share. That's your money 101 in a nutshell. I love dividends. Why do I love dividends? Because, you know, I already said earlier in the show, I talked about bonds are an IOU where you lend money to a company or a government and they pay you back. Well, when you own a part of a company, you get the share appreciation, sure, but that's that's not realized. But when they give you a dividend, it's not realized until you sell it the share price appreciation or the share price depreciation. So it's not realized. It's an unrealized gain or loss. But when they give you a dividend, that's that's realized. You made money. Wake up and smell the coffee. Starbucks is everywhere. They're the number one specialty coffee shop in the nation. They've got 16,600 coffee shops in 40 countries. The outlets offer coffee drinks, food items, roasted beans. You know, for better or for worse, they're going to be around. Now, you all know I like Dietrich coffee. I like the single cup coffee machine. So I'm not telling you to go buy Starbucks. I'm telling you to say they're going to be in business for many, 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 many years. They're not going anywhere. And the fact that they're now sharing their dividend with you, they're now giving you a piece of the action. World's largest coffee shop, 10 cent share. So if you buy one share of Starbucks, if you own one share every 
90 days, they're going to give you a piece of that action. Now, $0.10 is a quarterly dividend, so you own 100 shares, you get $0.10 per share. Pretty sweet, right? You get money for owning them. You get income. They're they're sharing the profits with you. It's first uh, dividend since going public in 1992, where they're basically returning cash to shareholders. It's them saying, you know what? We've got 16,600 Starbucks freaking locations already. We probably can't have 29 million Starbucks locations. Literally, and then there's a place in San Francisco where there's a coffee shop on every corner. Every corner. There's some corners where there's an intersection where there's three coffee shops at an intersection. So now the company, their board of directors, also authorized a repurchase of 15 million shares of common stock. That's another thing that I like. Not only are they sharing profits with me, but with their extra cash that's laying around, they're not building new stores. They don't feel they have to do that right now. They're buying back their own shares. So if you own one share out of 100 and they, you own 1% of the company, well, let's say they buy back 10 of those shares. So now you own one share out of 90. Sweet. So you own a bigger percentage of the company. That's the basic ideas of it. Starbucks has introduced new products. They got sandwiches and reduced calorie lattes. They're trying to lure customers. They're pushing comparable same store sales above analyst expectations. They cut $580 million in food and labor costs last year. They closed cafes. They tried to reduce waste. The company in January said that they're going to open 100 new stores this year. Adding to that 16,600 locations, they'll probably have 16,700 or 16,800 by the end of the year. So their planned payout implies an annual dividend yield of about 1.6%. So if you park $100 with them, it looks like you're getting about 1.6%. If you park $100 with Bank of America, they're going to give you less than half of 1%. So that's suddenly it becomes a little bit more attractive to park your money in this kind of company than, say, in a money market at a bank. Now, the money market at a bank is a lot more liquid, and you can get to it when you need it. Your shares, you may, you may sell at a bad, be forced to sell at a bad time in the economy. So one is an investment, whereas one is a short-term cash need. Anyway, that's your Money 101 tip of the day. Coming up. I got some business time for you. I'm going to look at existing home sales. Yesterday we did new homes. uh, No, yesterday we did existing. Today I'm going to do new home sales. Plus I got some more content in the business time. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Don't forget, tomorrow night going to party at O'Neill's 530 to 7.30, giving away a flat panel monitor as well as, that's from Geeks on Call, by the way, as well as 10 stocks. That's free. I'm going to give that out, 100 of those. Um, 10 stock ideas for great long-term investment performance. Oh, good God. What else? Starbucks won't be on that list for the record. For the record. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. A new super bug has been found, and this just makes me happy. After months of grueling tests, a new species of horned dung beetle takes the title for the world's strongest insect. The beetle, it's called the Anthophagus taurus, was found to be able to pull a whopping eleven hundred times its own body weight which is the equivalent of a 150-pound person lifting six full double-decker buses. 
the study researcher knows uh, is basically that a mite that can take a hair more than an organism is an arachnoid. So this is not an insect. It's more of an arachnoid. But long story short, very attractive. Don't you wish we would uh, find our mates instead of saying, ooh, she's got nice bosoms or ooh, he's got a good smile or ooh, he's funny. Don't you wish we'd find our, our mates by like, they can lift six times a bus like the ants do. Ants really love other strong-looking ants. That's how they value one another. So a woman with a good torso and hips, like birthing hips, we would value that versus, you know, our plastic kind of desires and wants. But anyway, world's strongest insect revealed. So there's still hope for me yet. Anyway, let's do a little bit of business time. Oh, yeah. It's business time. It's business time. Funny show. Almost too funny for America. Didn't last. Anyway, let's do a little business time. Bank of America today. They say that they're going to listen to this homeowners. They say they're going to announce a plan where if you owe more than 120% of your value, they're going to change. What they're doing, they're willing to write down the principle as its first step instead of a final resort. Now, the plan's going to be detailed a little bit later. I got a little more of the details right now. Bank of America is going to target subprime pay option adjustable rate loans and prime two-year arms. They say these loans are part of the 2008 settlement with 44 states. The idea is to get underwater borrowers to tread water. says the program will only affect about 45,000 loans on their books. Now, a little bit more color on this is some enhancements are being made to their program. They expect it to be operationally ready to implement these new principal reductions in May. So if you're more than 120% upside down, if your loan's worth 500000 and you're at 399000 of if your home is valued at that today, then you can get it modified. The bank will identify mortgages that may be eligible, and they'll contact you. So they say, um, Bank of America is going to make principal reduction the initial consideration. So they would wipe, they would forgive, they would take a $500,000 loan down to four hundred. Try to get you somewhere near normalized to keep you in that house. Now, hmm. Bank of America is going to make principal reduction the initial consideration for affordable payments equal to about 31% of your household income. So you're still going to have to have some household income, and they're going to want it to be about 31%. When I was a little boy, when I was a little boy sitting on my daddy's lap, my daddy said, Rob, one day you're going to be a man, and you're going to want to buy a house, and you'll never want to spend more than 31% of your income on the mortgage. I said, thank you, daddy. So to this day, I don't spend more than 31%. Now, in good times, maybe 32, 33, 34, 35% of your income can go to service in your mortgage. But we got to a point where people were spending 40, 45, 50, 65% of their income on their home. And if there's any hiccup in the economy, you lose your job, anything, you're dead. You're done. You're finished. It's over. <sighs> so remember that lesson. You know, if you're a 60-year-old man right now and you've got a 30-year-old son, put him on your lap and... It'll be slightly awkward and say, son, when you buy your home, I know you just got done paying off your student loans. When you buy your home, don't spend more than 31 to 35% of your income. Why? Because that's, that's over a third of your income's going to your home. What about food? What about saving for retirement? Rob Black said, son, 
Make sure you save 10 to 15% of every paycheck. So right there, 31%'s gone to your home. Another 15% goes to your retirement. 46% of your money's been spent before food, before entertainment, before taxes. Holy mackerel. Holy mackerel. You can see how tough it is in this world. But you got to do it. Otherwise, you die. Otherwise, you'll be the ant that gets stepped on versus the ant that gets a, a new lover because you can lift six times your weight. There's a new science fiction book out there based on that exact premise. So Rob Black's excited. Anyway, sales of new U.S. homes dropped to the lowest on record. So I'm sticking in business time with homes. I'm sticking with the homes, homie. Sales of new homes in the United States unexpectedly fell to a record low. This isn't good. That's not good. Blizzards, unemployment, and foreclosures depressed the market. Purchases decreased 2.2%. So was the blizzards. It's the weather. So we're going to blame the weather this time. Now, new home sales are vying with foreclosures. So let's say you're going out to buy a home. You can get an existing home. You can get a foreclosed existing home, or you can get a new home, basically for money. I mean, we're all looking around. Unemployment's sitting at 9.6%, close to a 26-year high. People feel like it's... It's it's problematic. It's been a long time that we've been in this housing problem since 2006. We're in 2010, ladies and gentlemen. That's four years out of your 40 years where you're able to work. I expect the continuation of poor sales into 2011. I'm not seeing anything picking us up. Americans remain very downbeat in the housing market. Sales were projected to climb 315,000 um, units. So regionally breaking it down. This was pretty interesting. Purchases fell 20% in the Northeast. Big snowstorms last month. 18% in the Midwest. Big snowstorms last month. Fell about 4.6% in the South. They had some snow, but not as bad. Now, demand climbed 21% for housing in the West. Okay, so that's weird, right? We had some rainstorms, but demand for new homes, brand new spanking homes, no one's ever lived in them, it pushed the year-over-year increase. So we're doing pretty good. Demand climbed 21% in the West. Median price of a home in the United States, if you want to buy the average home in the United States, 220,000 buckaroos. Now, here's the problem. That's for a brand new house. 220,000 is the average. Here's the problem. And again, this is the business time lesson of the day, and I repeat it from yesterday. Current sales rate, if we were to sell every new home that's already been built. Now, keep in mind, a home that gets built... There's there's lumber that goes into it. There's concrete that goes into it. There's permits that have to be done with the government. Government makes their money on the permit. Uh, we hire people who swing hammers or turn wrenches. They they build the home. The electricians come in and put in the wiring. If we were to sell every house that, th- that work has already been done on, it would take 9.2 months. That's a lot. Prices fall anytime there's inventory over six months. 9.2 months is almost an apocalypse. It's that kind of bad for the selling market. Don't let other people lie to you. Rob Black's going to give you the truth about money. He's going to give you the insight that you need. That's the little bit of business time there for you. 800-345-5639. Don't be shy with your phone calls, ladies and gents. 800-345-5639. Tomorrow I'm going to be at O'Neill's from 530 to 730. I'm going to have a list of 10 stocks that I think are great long-term investments. Going to have a flat panel monitor that we're going to be giving away. It's a chance for you to meet me. I don't think that's all that impressive, but you can meet the impressive Heidi, one of the greatest people on the planet, wonderful human being, producer. You'll want like to 
you'll want to bring your daughter and introduce her to her because you'll want your daughter to be just like her. Tomorrow night, O'Neill's in San Mateo, 5.30 to 7.30. Coming up next on the show, 800-345-5639. Stock tip of the day, tech talk, and holy mackerel, old people fighting? You don't get better stories than that. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Oh, yeah. It's business time. It's business time. Oh, so I should do tech talk before I do stock pick. I'm supposed to do the stock pick at 45 because we're advertising. So let me do the stock pick and then re-cue this because video did kill the DJ and it's all about tech talk. But let's do a, a real quick stock pick. Um, EMC is the stock pick of the day. It's it's just I want to show you how I think and where I'm going. I'm not telling you to buy the damn stock. I'm saying here's an idea for you. EMC, the target was raised today to 23 bucks. It's $19 stock. This is a stock that languished around 18 for freaking ever. It, it struggled at 12 to 14, 12 to 14, 12 to 14. It went to 18 and then poof, down to 12, 12 to 14. It languished. It had, it had a lot of problems. Who's EMC, you say? Well, they're based out of Massachusetts. So they're not a tech company that we're all terribly familiar with. What they do is they do data storage and they swallow every bite. Nyak, 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 nyak. Storage of bites. Okay. <laughs> You're saying you suck. I do. I do. I got killed by a five-year-old German yesterday uh, playing a video game, and a little kid was taunting me. Now, the company, EMC, is a leading provider of RAID, which is a redundant array of independent disks. Uh, they sell their storage to banks. They sell their storage solutions to manufacturers. They sell their storage solutions to internet service providers. They sell their storage solutions to retailers and government agencies. They're huge. They make some network-attached storage NAS file servers. Security software, things along those lines. I already told you the only thing the Chinese have that don't that they don't have that of ours is our our, our secrets. And you've heard about them hacking espionage into our computers. EMC does storage of things along those lines. In the last few years, revenues have grown from thirteen billion to fourteen billion. Now, storage is a little bit of a commodity. Think of it on your iPod player. Who makes the storage that's in there on your computer in front of you? Who makes the storage? So there's a problem with that. But this is business storage. They got tons of cash, $6.3 billion. Okay, so their cash flow is fine. They're not going to go out of business anytime soon. Let's take a quick look at evaluation on EMC. Trades at 35 times this year's earnings. Holy mackerel. Apple doesn't even trade at 35 times this year's earnings. Let's take a look at next year's. Trades at 14 times. Now, that's a lot better. I'll be interested. Let me ask Heidi real quick. Let's bring Heidi on. I've, I've worked with her now for two good years. Two and a half years of my life have been uh, tied into educating people, and she's been a part of that. I've done radio for 15 on financial issues. When I said a P.E. of next year's is 14 times earnings, what's a good P.E. in your mind? What would Rob Black be attracted to in the world of P.E.s, Heidi? Do you have any clue? 
I have no idea. Okay, so that's something that in two and a half years, it's never hit you. It's never sucked into your brain and said, that's 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 reasonable. No. Okay, good. So, see, I'm learning. I, I talk over your head. A PE is a price to earnings. And EMC trading next year's 14 is pretty cheap. EM trading at this year's 35 is pretty high. As a stock picker, you need to learn, let's try to find some value. So in the last five years, if their PE has gone from 14 to 35 and it's currently at 14, that's cheap. Now, it's trading at a high level of 35, but next year's it's 14. Telling you something's wrong with these numbers. Telling you that they took a charge or a write-off or they're going to take a big gain next year. Something. So 14 times next year's earnings is okay. Stock market trades for between 15 and 20. So this is a value compared to the stock market. Investing is all about comparing. So over the last few weeks, EMC has been picking up a lot of positive data points. Um, confidence that they're going to hit their numbers. So strong secular trends, a healthy product cycle, and a solid execution in the field. Worldwide transition to digital data and propensity to protect corporate information on IP disaster recovery purposes. In the investment world, I have to back up clients' customer data off-record, off-site. I can't just do it on-site. It has to be off-site in case there's a disaster. And that's where they hit a really nice sweet spot. Think of all the freaking video that you get, right? All the video on on your iPod, on your television. Um, You can go to Comedy Central and, and go see what Stephen Colbert did. It's stored in video. It's stored. Stored. They're not going away anytime soon. Take a look at them. Ticker symbol is EMC. Not telling you to buy, but one analyst today is 800-345-5639. Let's go to Ken in Livermore. Ken? Yes, sir. How are you today? I'm okay at best. Okay. Me too. I had a question. I heard you talk about Bank of America and how um, they can reduce the principal. We've tried working with them for the past year, and we even tried loan modification, and they kept saying that we didn't qualify, and we thought this is really strange because it's only worth like one-third of what the we actually owe on the property. Okay, so what's the question? Well, I guess how do we deal with Bank of America to get them to reduce the principal? In theory, what I just did in that, that business time segment is they said as of, what is the date? Let me go back into that story. It doesn't go into effect today. It's going to go into effect in May, the new principal oh. reduction component. Hmm. Now, they, they, they're saying, we'll contact you, don't contact us. Yeah. But the, if you take a look at some of the, the, the if you go to money.com, if you go to, you know, Kiplinger.com, there'll be stories there later today about Bank of America reducing the principal. In large part, it's tough to reduce principal, Ken, because a lot of times that loan's already been sold to someone else. I totally understand so, that. We even tried to get them to just do loan modification. Yep. And they said, we didn't qualify. We said, well, if we qualify to make this exorbitant payment on the mortgage... We'd like to keep making the payment. We just need to reduce by about $600. Right. So what they tried to do first was lower the interest payment to make it 31% to 35% of your income. Now they're willing to to cut some of the principal to make it 31% of your income as far as servicing the mortgage. I can't. I'm not a spokesperson for Bank of America. I'm not going to tell you if it's going to work or not, Ken. I'm just yeah. throwing it out there that that's one of those new things. Again, they're doing this not because they want to. They're doing it as out of a settlement with the state. Um, over some of the, the loans that they did, you know, that took advantage of people who were low income that should never have been in homes in the first place. Right, because we really don't want to default on the payment. We actually want to keep the property, but they're just acting like they don't want to do anything about it. Do you live in the property? Yes. Okay, so mm-hmm. check in with that Bank of America story, and uh, you'll get more color on it than just from a radio show, and I think you'll 
you'll uh, see if it's going to be applicable to you and or not, and uh, stay on top of them. Send I appreciate re- that, Rob, and I love listening to your show. Oh, you're too kind. Why, are, <laughs> why is everyone nice to me? Well, because you have a lot of insight. Well, in a couple minutes, I'm going to do a story about old people fighting, and I'm one of those people I relish, like, bum fights, love bum fights. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so wrong, but it's so wonderful to watch. Well, it's entertaining, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, like I used to like women wrestling when I was thirteen because I didn't know that I was sexually getting charged up. It just it worked for me for some reason, and bum fights work for me. Yeah, what happened to mud wrestling? <laughs> I know. So California dolls, what happened to them? Anyway, thanks for the call, Ken. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's do a little bit of tech talk. Tiki 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 tech talk. This isn't a tech talk song. Oh yeah, it is. It is. Gosh, I see I, how quick I soon I forget. I heard you on the wireless back in '52, lying awake intently tuning in on you. Okay, I'm a gadget guy. There's no doubt about it. Nintendo's coming out with a 3D handheld. Now, I'm not a big handheld guy, although I just did buy an iPod that's got over 40,000 songs on it. I don't know why, but I like to fly, and when I fly, I like to have games and things to like distract me, and gadgets distract me. So this is for you gadget people. Nintendo's going to sell a new portable 3D gaming device that won't require, require special glasses. The new device is going to succeed the, the DS. Now, the best-selling portable video game system ever, the Nintendo DS best-selling video game system ever, sold over 125 million units. Now, smartphones like Apple's iPhone, they've started to emerge as a threat to portable gaming devices like the DS uh, or the, you know, the Sony PlayStation handheld. So, ultimately, Nintendo's saying, we got to think outside the box, like they did with the Wii outside the box. They're doing outside the box again, doing a 3D handheld. It's scheduled to launch in the coming fiscal year, ending March 31, so sometime between now and 2011 March. The new system is going to play current games, but it's also going to have some sort of 3D component in it. Pretty cool. June marks what's coming up as E3. E3 is geek heaven. It's in L.A. I don't go because I'm not that geeky. I'm allergic to geeks that are that geeky, but... It's cool. That's when all the gadgets come out. Love the gadgets. Elsewhere in the world of technology, Tech Talk, Alcatel-Lucent got a big contract today from Verizon for 4G. Now, we know the Verizons of the world, they want to charge more for data, and we data pigs. I downloaded Zombieland the other day while I was stuck in the airport for six hours. So I downloaded it onto my iPod, right? And it took about 40 minutes to download with airport wireless. If it was 4G, it would take about four seconds. So Alcatel-Lucent's mobile backhaul solution, it's going to transport voice and data traffic from wireless base stations to broad network to support Verizon's wireless 3G, but prepare it for 4G long-term evolution network. So Alcatel-Lucent, a company I think sucks, they got a pretty good deal. That's a pretty good deal. Verizon, it's about the network. Have you seen the network maps? That's right. And finally, AT&T is a partner for Palm. You know, I told you earlier that Verizon stores are going to tell their sales staff, don't recommend the Palm anymore. Just go straight to the uh, Motorola's droid. So Palm announced this week that AT&T is going to be carrying the Pre Plus and the Pixie Plus. But there's just one big problem with this. When you go into an AT&T store, you see the Apple iPhone everywhere. And who wants the Palm Pre or the Palm Pixie when you can have the freaking Jesus phone? 
So Palm's coming out with all these press releases trying to say, hey, this is what we got. Hey, hey, we're over here. Hey. I think Palm's going to be a take under, not a takeover. I think they need to raise capital, which is problematic. I think they run out of money if they're not a take under. I think it's a 2 to $3 stock. Be very, very careful uh, when you're taking a look at the Palm uh, stock. Now, elsewhere, there's a, a good feud, a wonderful feud. And this is fantastic. It's old women who hate each hate each other ultimately what this is all about Teresa and rose they're sisters they're both widows they played the same lottery numbers for years and years and years and years and years and they always said if one of them won they both did all pots were split 50 50 they like to gamble they like to play the cards now one of the sisters won a five hundred thousand dollar jackpot and the other sister says i deserve part of that but wait this is where the story gets interesting they're fighting so one sister is 87 years old. She won the Powerball prize. Now, her other sister, 84-year-old sister, is basically saying, we're partners in all the winnings. I have a contract that says it from 1995, April 12th, 1995. Basically, in April 12th, 1995, the two sisters won $165,000 at a casino. And they said, we're going to split all of our future gambling winnings together, 20, 30 years. Now, here's the problem. Ten years ago, they had a fight over a $250 loan that one of them had made to the other. So they didn't speak to each other for five plus years, right? So one sister wins the big lottery and the other sister calls in and says, hey, I got a contract that says, you know, uh, you and me split all of our, our lottery winnings. So this is in front of a court now. It goes to tell you a lot of things go wrong in your life. And the lesson that I want you to learn from this is you may think you're inheriting lots of money, from your mom and dad, and then something weird, like you borrow $10 for gas and you don't pay them back and you forget about it. It's $10 and they write you out of the will. It happens. I see it every freaking day. Every day I see people who thought they're going to get something get written out of a will over something inane and something small. You need to be incredibly careful with your assumptions and your, and your, there was a contract between these sisters, but it's void. Maybe. Because they haven't talked in the last five years. They haven't gambled together. They didn't, you know, spend money on the gambling, on the lottery tickets together. It's the same numbers that they used to always play. And it finally won, but one girl played it, one sister didn't. Contracts, they're important to have. But please know, even sisters will kill each other over money. Even sisters will rip their love apart over money. (sighs) Don't assume too much is the lesson there. And seeing old people fight, nothing better than that. Coming up next... It's going to be headline news with me, your drunk Tom Brokaw. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. They played the same lottery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 